Hey guys, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. I'm Melissa, and we are sisters. Welcome hello. to today's <laughs> podcast. We're going to be talking all about FOMO, which stands for FOMO. fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only people who don't know what that means don't actually have FOMO. That is probably correct. <laughs> <laughs> or they're above a certain age. That could be, yeah. Yeah, you have to tell us if you actually have fear of missing out, but you don't know what it means. That's correct. <laughs> and does that we mean you're old? <laughs> yeah. Are you old? How old are you? I mean, it's all, it's all age is all relative, right? Because our kids think we're old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning 45 this month. And yes, that actually is starting to feel a little old to me. <laughs> you turned 45 last month. That's right. Because we are recording this before my birthday, but we're releasing it after my birthday. <laughs> uh, I've had oh. a migraine, so my brain is a little extra slow. So bear with me, people. <laughs> yeah. We FaceTimed before this. We always FaceTime before we jump on. And I was crying. And Melissa's like, <laughs> with her face because she <laughs> is hungover from a migraine yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's in my sinuses today. So it hurts. If anything good comes from this podcast, it is Jesus and Jesus alone. <laughs> so, Unlike all the other days when it's just all on us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, we ask him to be, you know, using us those days too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's just times when you're like, that was totally Jesus because yeah, I hundred percent that through. Like I didn't even hardly have the ability to show up. Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit. Do, today, you get, so. do you guys get migraines? I'm curious if you get headaches, migraines or none of the above. Oh my gosh, how amazing would a migraine-free life be? I can't. Melissa gets them all the time. Especially mm-hmm. this time of year when there's storms and clouds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fall into winter is definitely the worst. Fall is the worst. Spring is pretty bad. Um, but we have a snowstorm coming in. So whenever the pressure in the atmosphere drops rapidly or raises rapidly, I don't really know which one it does. Um, definitely takes me down. So Well, and you have had easily three migraines a week. There were so many weeks in a row where you had three migraines a week easily. Yeah. Yeah. In the fall, that oh. happens a lot. I kind of just sleep through fall. <laughs> it's terrible. Fall's the best season. It's your favorite I season. I know. It's a sad thing. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. Anyways. So today we're going to talk about FOMO. So um, I have an interesting experience with FOMO. Um, I didn't used to have FOMO at all. And people would talk about their FOMO. And I was like, oh, that stinks. I wouldn't want to have that. And I'm so glad I don't. And then it seemed I turned a corner and instantly slammed into FOMO everywhere. And that was really annoying because that was yeah. like this last year. <laughs> it's not the thing you want to pick up along the road of life. <laughs> 24. It's another one. You're almost 40. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> All of a sudden I understood all too well what FOMO was. Now for me, I actually don't get FOMO when I can't attend an event. A lot of people get it when they can't attend an event and they're just like, thinking about what they're missing. That actually isn't me. Um, and I'm highly introverted in a lot of ways. Um, I'm like a social introvert. Like I really like time alone. And so if I have to miss an event last minute or just because I can't, rarely am I like, oh, I just wish I could be there because I'm just so happy to also be without people. <laughs> have an unexpected time at home. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I don't tend to have FOMO when people are getting together um, and I have been invited, but I very much have FOMO when I have not been invited. And mm. maybe that's not exactly FOMO, but it's like, no. I just want to be invited to everything, even mm-hmm. if I can't go. Um, and that is really what I started experiencing in the last year and a half. And it doesn't feel good at all. No, I a lot of mind, It's a lot of mind games. Right. Well, and, that is the um, thing about FOMO is that it is all this internal battle. Like mm-hmm. it's something you have to deal with on your own and it's all in 
inside. Yeah, for sure. And obviously right. sometimes we can make fun of it. Like my daughter who's almost 20, she has had FOMO since she was a baby, like literally wouldn't sleep when we had people over because she did not want to miss out. And it's something yep. we laugh about, but obviously beyond that, it really does become kind of tormenting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you have to spend so much time in your mind, either listening to the battle or fighting the battle, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause sometimes you're not, you're not fighting the battle. You're just mm-hmm. letting it giving have its in. way, giving in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But FOMO really stinks. Um, because what I have found is that when I have FOMO, it's actually like worse for my relationships. That makes sense. Agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're suddenly spending all this time and energy thinking of and processing through why they didn't invite you or what what are what's happening that you're not a part of it, and now you're including them in a dialogue that they don't even know they're a part of. <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's we talk about this all the time. It's putting expectations mm-hmm. on scenarios. Um, like, well, I expected I would be invited to that. It makes sense in my world that I would have been included in that. And then it's putting expectations on relationships and scenarios that you don't really have the right Mm -hmm. to put the expectations there. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like relationships start sliding. And honestly, when someone around me makes me feel like they're going to have FOMO or like I have to invite them, they have to be included Mm -hmm. in everything, which I mean, let me back up for a second course I want everyone I love to be included in everything. I want everyone I love to feel included in everything, Mm -hmm. but it's not realistic. We talked about this a few episodes ago. Like Jesus took time away from large groups all the time to go and Mm -hmm. be with his 12 or be with his three Mm -hmm. or be alone. It's not realistic or healthy to always have large groups. There have to be times when we pull away with small groups, which we come from a huge family. Sorry. We we come from a huge family on our mom's side, especially there's like a hundred of us, like literally. Yeah, literally. And like when we get together for Christmas, we, there can be a hundred people and it's so fun and the energy and, and, and mm-hmm. seeing everyone, but there is like no quality time. Like right. the only way you can have anything deeper is to break off into little groups right. and right. have breakfast or, you know, coffee or get on the phone with somebody. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't like to be made to feel by those around me, like, well, I need to be included in everything because then I feel like I'm doing something wrong by needing a deeper connection with a, 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 a person or a mm-hmm. small group of people. And um, so like when I have FOMO, I remind myself of that. Like this doesn't feel good from the other side. So like mm-hmm. it's my responsibility to work through my FOMO. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people probably, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of people maybe haven't considered that. Like when I have FOMO, it's my responsibility to work through mm-hmm. this. I'm yeah. curious, I guess. I wish people could respond. Like, I know. Oh, I'm Where just hearing people for the could first you be time. interactive with us. <laughs> yeah. I wish that we could hear from you. Are you thinking this is new to me or are you like, duh, it's my responsibility? <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably some, well, because I think that a lot of times things that, so I think that when we have to process through things like FOMO, sometimes it happens without us even realizing it, it just becomes this background noise in our brain that um, I keep getting so close to this thing. <laughs> Rachel says I'm not close enough. I'm like swallowing my microphone. Sorry, if you're not watching, she's pointing at the microphone for me to get closer. And I well, and it's very like unfortunate can't. if you're watching on YouTube because I think the microphones look like a phallus. They do. It's a little so uncomfortable. So when we're like, we need to get our mouths right up. <laughs> it's extra uncomfortable. Yeah. And I just made a really creepy Sorry face. Sorry to our aunts and mother who <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> it is what it is. Um. Anyways, anytime we have something playing through our mind regularly, sometimes it just lives there without us even realizing it. 
And so when we don't always realize it, then we don't take time to consider this is my responsibility. I need to be the one to deal with this. And Mm -hmm. we just kind of accept it as if, um, okay, so I remember when- As if it's supposed to live there. Yes, exactly. I remember when I got to the point in my life where I started realizing, oh, I actually have some control over these thoughts going through my Mm -hmm. mind. They don't just have to be there mm-hmm. without any say. No, does it take work to get rid of them? Is it yes, of course. And is sometimes that exhausting, of course, but it's also worth it, especially if they're negative thoughts or unhealthy thoughts. So yeah, I would agree that I bet there's people who are just thinking of that for the first time, like, oh, I have responsibility over this because I can actually control my thoughts in this. And so right. that's a good question. Right. So for me, you know, one, I like to think of, well, I don't like this from the other side. So I'm not, I don't want to make my people feel like they owe me something. There mm-hmm. are times when you have to have a conversation with someone like I'm confused why not invited. Yeah. Right. Like I'm confused in this group. It feels very exclude. Like I feel very excluded. And mm-hmm. there are times when you have to pray about, am I supposed to talk to that person? So I'm not suggesting you never talk to somebody right. about how you're feeling. Um, and I do have a friend that I will share regularly when I have FOMO in our community, not mm-hmm not she gave me FOMO. Like that actually yeah. never happens. It's just like, I'm having it. And it's because she helps me process through things. Mm-hmm. She helps me, she points me to Jesus. She helps process. And a lot of times she'll be like, well, I know how this group came together. When I hear yeah. it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it wouldn't be natural at all for me to have been included in that. Right. And that's actually helpful. But I'm learning spiritually. I don't need to have, it's really like, I don't need to have an answer to be able to land somewhere healthy. Yeah. I needed to have an answer every single time I felt left out. I'm not really relying on Christ. Right. I'm relying yeah. on circumstances to make mm-hmm. me feel better. And so yeah. I'm working on not going to that friend to make me feel better, but only to point me to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's this is just kind of in life. Like anytime mm-hmm. we need something to make us feel better that isn't Jesus, then we're not really relying on Jesus. Right. We're relying on our circumstances. And yeah. I love the verse in Psalm 27. This is even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. And I like to remember that when I feel when I feel left out, when I have FOMO, when I feel like um everyone's doing something and I'm not there. Um it's that, like my mother and father have not abandoned me, thankfully. And I mean there are people that that is their reality. Um mm-hmm. but even if that were to happen, mm-hmm. even if I lost every single person on this earth who mattered to me. Even if they all rejected me, the Lord will still hold me close. Mm-hmm. And th- that would feel terrible if every single person in my life rejected me. Like the worst. I can't even fathom that. But I know what rejection feels like and it feels really bad. But even then, the Lord will hold us close. Yeah. You know, I want to, I think I want to touch on that for a second because that sounds amazing and beautiful and right. and, and tidy. But I have a feeling. <laughs> it's a nice little package. <laughs> it is. And I think that like it feels, so I hate this quote, but it feels like, well, if I'm a good Christian, I'm not this quote, but this phrase, I don't like the phrase good Christian because I don't mm-hmm. know that we, I mean, we're just people who follow Jesus and we're mm-hmm. going to get it right and we're going to get it wrong and you can't right. really get it, do it good or bad, I don't think. And, um, and, but I think sometimes it's easy to be like, yes, if I was a good Christian, I would just know that Jesus was all I need. Mm-hmm. Even though that is true, mm-hmm. I do believe that it doesn't always feel that way. And I think right. I just want to give permission that if you're in a place where you really are struggling with feeling left out and feeling like you maybe ha- don't have a lot of people around you who you feel included in and, and you kind of are out on out your own and you're struggling to be excited about that, G- but at least you have Jesus. Like, right. I think that's okay. And, um, and obviously we can 
get there. We, I really do believe that we can get mm-hmm. to a place where we're like, wow, Lord, I, I have the Lord of the universe who is on my side no matter what. Right. Like that is such a huge, powerful thing. But I don't want to minimize right. human feelings that have to go through processing to get there. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Because I didn't say it was exciting. No, <laughs> say this verse was exciting for me, no. <laughs> and it isn't. But it's a good reminder. I think just for me, it's sometimes perspective. Mm-hmm. Like when my kids um, are driving me crazy and I just want to run away to remember that like people lose their children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a perspective shift. It brings of me course. back like, okay, are they still driving me crazy? Yes. Mm-hmm. But also. But I'm glad I have them. <laughs> so thankful I still have them. Yeah. And so for me, it's like this verse, it doesn't make me excited. <laughs> it doesn't, but it's mm-hmm. a good perspective shift for yeah. me. Like, okay, but one, everyone has not abandoned me. Right. And two, right. even if they did. Mm-hmm. I do still have the Lord of the universe on my side, like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. Well, in Philippians 4, 8, I love this verse. Just brothers and sisters, continue to think about what is good and worthy of praise, mm-hmm. what is true and honorable and beautiful and respected. What I love so much about this verse is it's basically like, don't think about all the crap. Mm-hmm. Think about all the good. Mm-hmm. So when we have FOMO, when we feel left out, if we just sit and focus on that and we ruminate mm-hmm. on that, we're just going to feel more and more frustrated, hurt, rejected. We're going to feel all of those negative feelings more. Mm-hmm. But if we focus on what is good and what is true and what is beautiful, for instance, I, you know, let's say I am left out of a group of five people that I feel I should have been invited to be mm-hmm. with. Um, I'm like, but I know I have a good relationship with every one of those people. Mm-hmm. Or I am thankful that this other friend invited me to do something that night. Or mm-hmm. I'm thankful I have a husband who will sit on the couch and watch a movie with me when I feel sad or the list goes on anything. I mean, maybe you don't have all of those things. Maybe you don't have any of those things, but there is something in front Mm -hmm. of you. Yeah. Find your thing. There's something in front of you that is good. That is beautiful. Yeah. And those are the things we have to focus on. It doesn't mean we don't feel sad. Right. I mean, it's important to sit in your feelings and any therapist would tell you that, Mm -hmm. but it means then what do we do? Then what do we do in our headspace after, you know, because after we feel sad, Mm-hmm. We can't sit and just feel sad every day for the rest of our life. That's only going to make us feel more sad and push our friends and our family members away. Right. We'll we have to point our minds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to point our minds to what is good and what is pure and what is beautiful. And we have to remember the things that we have in our life that are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such an interesting, I'm just thinking this through and kind of like fast forwarding through my life of, diff, you know, different times of just having, I, I just keep thinking of the battlefield of the mind excuse me if you haven't read that book by Joyce Meyer it's an incredible book um because our mind is really a battlefield and that means that we get to fight like we don't like I was saying earlier we don't have to just sit and give in to all the thoughts that go through our head right and um and it is I just I'm just thinking it's such a interesting mix of being real with our feelings Mm -hmm. acknowledging where we're at being okay even in in a minute or two you know um the other day my husband was having a really hard day and I was trying to like talk him off the ledge. He's like, I just need today to be, today's I'm going to, it's going to be a hard day. Like today, my brain needs to be hard. And then after today I can move on. Like sometimes we just need to be in that place where it's hard. And, but then we don't want to stay there too long. And then we want to, right. You know, stand up and pick up our, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Is that the right phrase? Yep. That's the right phrase. I don't even really know what that means. (laughs) It means if you're lying flat on the ground and you can't raise yourself up, you Pick yourself up by those boots, like the. Yeah, I'm thinking that seems impossible. It seems it like a terrible way to get myself up. <laughs> it seems like you would land on, end up on your head. I agree. Like like boots in the air. Maybe, maybe with your 
belt loops. I don't know. But anyway, also, I guys, am not strong enough for that. No. Yeah. That's a whole, it just That's is making my phrase. head think. No, <laughs> uh, okay. no I, I agree with that. Like there are times when you're just like, thank you for trying to encourage me, but today is just not going to be my great day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tomorrow is a new day. His mercies yeah. are new every day. Yeah. And I definitely have those. You said that one time in one of our episodes, you said, go ahead and have your tantrum. <laughs> but then what? Like, then yeah. what are you going to do moving forward? And it's like, yeah. not that we're saying like, oh, it's so good to have a pity party or it's so good to have a tantrum, but it's just, it's, it's not good to push our feelings down. Right. Long-term, that's a bad coping mechanism. <laughs> well, cause it's always going to come back. It's always going to resurface if you don't actually acknowledge your feelings. So this is nothing to do with FOMO, but about not acknowledging feelings. So when my youngest was about seven months old, he fell down the stairs and broke his femur. He ended up in what's called a spike of cast. So it's a cast from like his nipples all the way down to his um, foot on one side and his knee on the other. And it was very cumbersome. And he had night terrors. And so he didn't sleep for about two months. So I didn't sleep for about two months. And it was a very exhausting time in my life. And when he had first fallen, I thought he had broken his back. <clears throat> and so obviously I was so thankful to realize it was just his femur because that would heal and it didn't cause st- spine damage or anything. But I, because I was so grateful that it wasn't worse, and then also I was just trying to get through those couple months. Um, but I, I didn't actually deal with my feelings about it. And a year later, like on the anniversary, I like fell apart and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I realized through, you know, some soul searching and praying that God was like, you literally acted like this thing that was really overwhelming and exhausting and kind of scary. I mean, we were in the, you know, it was our first ambulance ride and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff is a scary thing. And, but because yeah. I didn't deal with it, it came back and it's, I still had to deal with it. And so right, right. And that was just something between me and, you know, within myself and it had nothing to do with other people. Right. So when we are having feelings, especially in regards to other people and we don't deal with it. Now, it doesn't mean we always have to deal with it with them. Sometimes right. we do, sometimes we don't, but mm-hmm. if we don't deal with it on our own, it's going to resurface and they're going to feel it. It's going to come out at them like yeah. without fail. Well, and it and, usually comes out sideways. Exactly. And in ways you don't control, you don't mean for it to, it's not it, direct. It, it's not not even, yeah. You don't even know what you like. They'll be like, where did that come from your guy? I don't even know because yeah. it's not clear because it, yeah, came out sideways. So. Yeah, exactly. What were we talking about? Why did we start talking about that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we were talking about Bill and how he's like, today's just not gonna be a good day. And we were talking about how oh, mercies just, are new every day. Like, or the, you know, like tomorrow. To deal with be, it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing them down, pushing down emotions does not serve anybody. Those around right. us, mm-hmm. ourselves, no one. And yeah, we, so you were talking about taking control of your thoughts. Obviously the Bible says, take our thoughts captive, um, make mm-hmm. them obedient to Christ. So we can't control what comes in our minds. It's really important to say we cannot right. control what comes into our mind. All we can do is control what we do with it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm thinking, oh, those people got together and I wasn't invited. And then I think about, I say that to myself over and over, or I ask over and over, why wasn't I invited? Or how could they have had so much fun without me? Or how could, you know, I say all those things over and over and over. It's like those thoughts are just like scientifically, they are like making a rut in our minds and they're mm-hmm. making like a little roadway and they just slide on through because we've made these, this rut that it just fits right in. Mm-hmm. That is not taking our thoughts captive. That's letting our thoughts just have a way. Yeah. Have That's their way in with us. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Wreak havoc on us. Exactly. And have their way in our minds. But if we take those thoughts, why wasn't I invited and go, you know what? I don't have to know the reason. I know that I am loved and that I am mm-hmm. worthy of love. Whatever it is you want to say, mm-hmm. I'm worthy of love. Even when I'm not invited, you know, this is something I say to myself, 
Um, and not because they think I'm worthy of love because Jesus says I'm worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Um, I take that thought and I go, you don't get away with me. Now it might come back five minutes later. And if I go, I know that I, I feel rejected, but God says I am his. Mm-hmm. And I take, I take what comes in my mind and I turn it into a truth. Then that these negative things don't get to build a rut in me. And science actually says that you can pave over these ruts with mm-hmm. like new roads, like new yeah. positive roads. Mm-hmm. So that I really believe because I've been doing this, I really believe in a year FOMO might still jump in my head, but like already I see such a change when it does, how quickly I can turn it around and how I don't spiral and I don't feel in, you know, insecure or depressed or whatever, mm-hmm. um, simply because I'm rerouting my thoughts yeah. by taking them captive and speaking truth over them. Yeah, it's true. And if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't know that that can actually work. It can actually work mm-hmm. because I have been there myself. Like being, um, oh, I just jiggled my computer. Sorry if you're watching this. Um, I, when I am not invited to things, it almost doesn't phase me anymore because mm. I, this is something I had to work on years ago. Um, probably more in my thirties, I suppose. And, um, <clears throat> and just, I just had to get comfortable with, if I trust the people in my life, if I trust my friends, mm-hmm. if I trust that they love me, why am I not invited? I don't know. Um, but I, I, but it, it if we have an issue, we'll deal with it. Otherwise, I just need to assume that this isn't about me and it's okay. And um, and and I don't get I don't have to work so hard anymore at those thoughts because I worked hard years ago to repay right. them. And yeah. so Rachel's right. You know, she said, I'm hoping a year from now it'll just get it'll be an easier process every time in it and it will because right. Um it's just like working out that you know, with mm-hmm. this the more you work out, the stronger your muscles get, the easier the exercise is a year from now because well, and the more natural it is just to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah, have to find exactly. the motivation. You just get up and do it. A part of your life. Yeah. It exactly. just becomes a part of your life. Yeah. It's, it becomes a discipline mm-hmm. versus yeah. something you have to shove yourself into. So yeah. I have a couple affirmations that um I would like to share that are from you know, so these are biblical truths. And I want to say the first time I, the first couple months I started doing these types of affirmations, I didn't feel any different. Nothing felt different. I didn't feel on fire for these affirmations or these verses. They didn't inspire me. I didn't feel excited about them, but Mm -hmm. I just kept saying them every time Mm -hmm. thoughts like this would come in my head. And within a, like after the first couple months, all of a sudden I was where Melissa was saying, like, all of a sudden things didn't phase me as much. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, these are working. So you don't have to feel excited about something as mm-hmm. in the Bible to know that it will that it will work. Yes. When exactly. it seeps into you, when God's word seeps into you and it starts to change your heart and change your mindset, you don't have to be excited about it for it to work. You, have to you don't have to be it. excited to work out. Exactly. I was just work. gonna say, just like working out. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't have to be excited about having, you know, being intimate with your spouse for mm-hmm. it to be good for your marriage, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying we should have a bad attitude of all of these things, but like there are things in our lives that we know we don't have to be excited about or we just work. We start it knowing sometimes the feelings aren't there when we start and they'll catch up and we just have to trust that process. Yeah. And those who have gone before us. (laughs) Exactly. So the two affirmations I have is the first one is like, I have been rejected, right? Like you have not been included or someone's having Mm -hmm. fun without you, but God says I am his. So mm-hmm. I have been rejected, but God says I am his. And this is from Isaiah 43, one. Do not fear. I have redeemed you. I have summoned you and you are mine. Mm-hmm. I've been rejected, but God says I am his. Doesn't have to excite you. 
just say it on repeat. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. when you feel like lonely, you know, left out, I, I say I'm alone, but God says he is always with me. I say I'm alone, but God Mm -hmm. says he's always with me. This is from Joshua one nine. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. So when you're like, I feel so lonely. Everyone has friends. I say I'm alone, but God says he's always with me. Mm -hmm. So these are just some affirmations that, I mean, there are so many yeah. you know, that you could pull out and say, these are just a couple that stuck out to me that I thought it was worth sharing. Um, yeah. Whatever you say, whatever, like you're combating um, your FOMO and your, your loneliness or whatever, whatever you combat it with, just make sure it's true. Yeah. You don't even have to have an exact verse to line up with it as long as you know that it is true. Right. Right. You know? It's true. Yeah. I, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, I went through a really hard season in my life where I was just struggling with believing a whole lot of ugliness about myself. And so I went through the Bible and literally just wrote down every single thing that I read that God said about us. Mm-hmm. And it just, and I wrote it down and I would just say it daily. Mm-hmm. I would just go through and say it. I didn't feel it half the time. It didn't change me in that moment, but it, I, I moved past that dark time. And, mm-hmm. and, and I have no doubt it's because I said truthful words that God says about me, whether right. I felt it or not. Right. What God says about us, because mm-hmm. I could say, well, I feel rejected by my friends, but my sister still loves me. Well, right. now I'm putting my security in my relationship with my sister. Right. And yeah. what happens, what happens in my life when I foolishly do things like that is Satan goes, oh, really now? And all of a mm-hmm. sudden my sister's mad at me and she won't talk to me. <laughs> no, I'm not saying she does this all the time, but Satan has a way of when we root ourselves in something that is not Jesus mm-hmm. attacking it. Mm-hmm. And so be very careful that your quote unquote truth is from God, yeah. not from another person. Because the second I start thinking, well, at least I have this person. I'm like, oh right. no, oh no, oh no. Satan's going to attack. He's going to, he's going to make me feel insecure in that relationship. And uh, yeah, or it can become, they can become, we can put them on a pedestal and suddenly yes. we are giving them way too much credit for things yes. that they do not deserve. And or they and, become and, an idol. Right. Exactly. Either yeah. Cause they're different, but mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's I don't really have much else to say about FOMO other than honestly, it's it's natural and it's normal. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. stinks, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a responsibility in it. Um, it's only I think it only gets worse if we don't do the hard work of battling those thoughts. Do you agree? Oh, for sure. Because then it's gonna I mean, first of all, like we've talked about many times, anytime we don't deal with something, anything unresolved stacks on top of each other. So every single new hurt every single new offense, so to speak at us is building on each other. And now we're compounding. We're just creating this like mountain of Mm -hmm. hurt in the direction of someone who probably doesn't even know that we have any feelings towards them, but right. And yeah, so it just, and then it can, it can spill over into other people then. So now we're like hurt by anyone who doesn't invite us places or yeah, someone else can trigger us. Yeah. Because one time they did something that someone else did 40 times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it just goes, I mean, we're going to say this about every single thing it takes work to work on our mind. It takes mm-hmm. work to take thoughts captive, like Rachel said. Um, <clears throat> and, but the work is worth it in the long run because the pain that comes with not working on it is so much more unbearable as time goes yes. on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys know this, but let's say there's some of you listening going, I don't know how to find Bible verses. I don't, you know, I pick it up and I don't really know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of you who aren't in that category, but there's probably a lot is an mm. equal amount who it are can in that be overwhelming. <laughs> Did you know that you could Google what does the Bible say about mm-hmm. fill in the blank? And there yep. are websites that will pull tons, sometimes 40 yep. verses, and they yep. maybe not all an exact match. 
And I think it's really important to know context. So mm-hmm. let's say a verse really sticks out to you. Open it up in the whole chapter and read mm-hmm. the whole chapter or at least, you know, the paragraphs around it. So you have an understanding of what exactly it's talking mm-hmm. about. But you don't have to know where to turn in your Bible. Google yeah. will help you. Just yeah. what does the Bible say about this? Find some verses and use them as affirmations, meditate on them, turn to them. So I guess that would be my challenge today mm-hmm. is when you have FOMO, when you feel left out, when you feel lonely or rejected, any of those things, ask yourself, what am I believing? Well, you know, what am I believing about myself? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not good enough or they don't like me enough or whatever. What am I believing about myself? But what does God say about me? Mm-hmm. And find some truth, a couple, one the ones I gave you, different ones, whatever. Mm-hmm. What does God say about me? Yeah. Um, because I spent a lot of time more than this last year, way more than this last year, but I spent a lot of time letting other people's Okay. So my perception of what other people believe about me. Yeah. So it's not even necessarily what they believe about me. It's mm-hmm. my assumptions, my perception <laughs> of what they believe about me determine how, if I felt worth worthy or worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And that's a real dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it takes a lot of what am I believing and what does God say about me? And that's why, like I said, I didn't get excited about those for a while. Mm-hmm. but all of a sudden it started changing things. And then I got mm-hmm. real excited about it, real passionate about it. Like, oh my gosh, this works. We need to be mm-hmm. doing this all the time. <laughs> right. So anyways, that would be my yeah. challenge to I you. like that challenge. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope that um, most of you listening don't deal with FOMO, but we think that probably yeah. most of us do to some extent. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, you can connect with us yep. at on Instagram and Facebook yep. at um, A Mess Nonetheless. You can email us at a mess nonetheless at gmail.com. And or our website, amessonthelist.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We would love All to right. hear from you guys about the silly mm-hmm. things or the big things. Mm-hmm. Um, we really love to connect with you guys. So, and if you like what you hear, please share with your yes. with your friends. It makes it um, makes us get out there more, and people we have people have more access to finding us if exactly you guys share. And so that would be great. And rating us on like yes. Spotify and Apple Podcasts is huge um, because it's kind of like an algorithm. So yep. if you the more we get rated, the more we show up in other people's feeds. Yep. Exactly. So if you think, well, this is a great podcast, everyone should hear it. Not necessarily today's, just like any day. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate it, please, mm-hmm. and share it. Yeah. All right. All right, you guys have a good day. Thanks, guys. Bye.